Hey, everybody, and welcome to Enjoy the View. I'm Oscar, and today on our panel, we have Alex. Hello. Ari. Hi. And Tessa. Hello. And this one's a great one, folks. This episode, we are happy to announce. I mean, it might be sad for you all, but for us, we are happy to announce we are going on a little bit of a hiatus. Going on a break. Going on a break, baby. Everybody needs a break. Sabbatical. Yes. Oh, oh. And we... Are we getting paid? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, never mind. Sorry. It's okay. not a sabbatical. Okay. I got very excited for a minute. I was getting really excited. It's the for a opposite. Minute. All right. We're going on a break because we're not getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but if we're not spending money on the podcast, in a way, we're kind of getting paid. <laughs> we're like anti losing money. Yo, anti losing money. <laughs> Honestly, that's the way to go. Finally, we can all afford one house together. Oh, baby. <laughs> the, the Enjoy the View Squad House? Are you kidding me? <laughs> That'd be so hype. Actually, well, where would we buy said house? Like, what is the Enjoy the View? Where's the place with the best view? I mean, we can't even decide where you should move, so I don't know if we're okay, making any true, progress true, here. True, <laughs> all right. But anyway, folks, yes. So on today's episode, we know that you all will absolutely miss us. You will be bored out of your mind. So we are more than happy to provide you with some extra special picks today. So that way you all are happily entertained until our return. So who wants to go first with some picks? Alex, what do you got for us? Well, I was figuring that we could probably do like a round robin style thing. No one so asked you. Not, you so don't have, have to, to listen to me talk picks? for the next 30 minutes. No, Ari, we'll come back to you and we'll just <sighs> yeah. make you say something on the spot. Yeah, we'll just cut you off and not let you talk and right. it'll be fine. It'll be great. Yeah. Well, okay. So my first pick, though, I'm very excited about. I have been excited about this thing for a year almost and it finally showed up. I have a Steam Deck. And it is glorious. A steamy. It is very steamy. <laughs> it is it is glorious and it is wonderful and it is everything that I wanted it to be. This is the thing that lets you type the M dashes on Twitter. No, no, that's my stream deck. This is oh. a steam deck. See, a steam deck, imagine, if you will, a small portable computer that can play video games with the controller on either side. We've literally like talked about the Nintendo Switch like 300 times on this show. Yeah, 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 I know. It's, it's, a, it's like a Nintendo Switch, but it's actually a PC. And you can use you can play all your Steam games on it. And I have a giant Steam library. And I was like, it's great for traveling. I'm so it's been a joy to use. And I've been playing games on it. It's fantastic. Highly recommend. Dirty uh, technical question. You know, is that bad boy arm? It is. It isn't. It is an AMD processor. Oh. Why is and it it's running ARM and Arch? AMD and not ARM and AMD? Or AMD is- and ARM? Yeah, AMD. The AMD up? Let's go. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's an AMD processor and it's got, it's running its own, like their own version of Arch, basically. So you can just drop down into the desktop if you want to. And it is, and do all the Linux things. uh, Yeah, I was going to add, like Arch Linux. Yeah. But how does it run games? Proton. It's all, it's all Proton and Wine based. That's spicy. Oh, it's so cool. It's so great. Spicy. All a bunch of nerds. Yeah, we're a bunch of nerds. Technically, you can also install Windows on there, support it for Windows. Not so great. 
Yeah, that's so funny to me. Oh, that's lovely. I don't want to say screw windows. I, I <laughs> but you don't windows. not not want to say it. Apparently, yeah. Ari is giving us the "Oh my gosh, you you boys are such nerds" face. I think so. Ari's a nerd too. She just don't want to say it. <laughs> wow, you just put me on blast. Uh, yeah, just yeah. So anyway, if you are on the fence about whether or not you want a Steam Deck, let me tell you, you want a Steam Deck. It is fantastic. The intro level one is 400. And then like the next one up is like 500. It just takes a year for you to get it. That's just like, that's like less than the cost (laughs) of an Enjoy the View episode, right? Like this. Stop. (laughs) Sorry. All right. That's less than the cost of a postage stamp. (laughs) All right. All right. You're up next. What do you got for us? First on the list, Inventing Anna. Mostly just because trying to imitate the way she talks is highly entertaining. Can we hear? I haven't seen the show and I probably won't watch it. So this will be my one chance. I need an you impression. You look pa. <laughs> pa? <laughs> is that good or bad? That was a dead on impression, by the way. Wow. Is pa good Y'all or bad? Y'all are so basic. Ah and not. <laughs> oh. Any other details? No, that's really all you need to know. But, but no, okay. Basically, just, is that is that there's a fantastic story of an that. imposter. She can't even get her own accent consistent, so she's either a Russian heiress or a German something. Who knows? You have to tune in to find out. But it's also based on a true story, so it wasn't just that the actress couldn't nail the accent; she nailed the real person's accent <laughs> by being inconsistent. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. That's incredible. Oh, I love that. How long is it? Uh, oh god, I don't know. It was like twelve episodes Uh-oh. or something. Okay, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. I need something bingeable, to be honest. It's very bingeable. Great, because I can't do that whole like nine, episode of, nine episodes like, day or something. Like, if Netflix isn't asking me if I'm still there, who else will? Yeah. So yeah, I mean. <laughs> If it's not asking you, you're doing it wrong. Exactly. So I'll I'll throw in one next before we get to Tessa. This is my best pick. They go downhill from here. So (laughs) it's the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once. This movie, it's been out for a little bit. It's sort of a film that is i don't even know how to describe it but it's it's like a little bit of sci-fi it's martial arts there's love there's humor it's really freaking funny movie i laughed harder at that movie than i've laughed at anything in a really long time except for our episodes obviously yeah (laughs) (laughs) definitely but it's an absolutely fantastic movie so especially if you are looking for just to you know, get out of the house and watch something. Or honestly, I think there are places you can stream it online now. It's going to be in June, I think. In June, you can stream it? Yeah. Okay, well, by the time y'all hear this episode. (laughs) (laughs) It'll still be before June, I think. Yeah, actually. I mean, the date, the date. It'll be before that date. I see, I see, I see. Yeah. Well, folks, you're in for an absolute treat. I don't want to say anything else just because I don't want to spoil anything. But if you are a nerd like I am. What? Oh, yeah, you'll definitely enjoy like discussing all the physics and all of the like just there's a lot of conversations you can have with friends about this movie. I'll, I'll leave it at that. I, I really don't want to spoil anything because it, it was really fantastic. And with that, Tessa, 
What is your pick, your first pick? Well, I think it's funny that Alex talked about the Steam games because I am playing Fire Emblem Three Houses again, which I've talked about in the past. And there is a meaningless game in there that I cannot figure out where you invite somebody else in the game to go to the Steam room with you. And you basically try to sit there and get as hot as possible without either of you fainting. And if you make it, you win the game. But every time I've like gotten into the red zone, it's like, wow, you feel great. And every time I get into the yellow zone, which is what you're supposed to be targeting, and then the game ends, it's like, oh, I feel like I could have stayed in there a little longer. So clearly I have no idea how that works. Theoretically, it is a tactics game, which is why I got it. But the majority of the game is running around and finding people's lost things and having tea parties with them and going to the steam room. I can't really say that part of the game is made for me, but I've been playing it again. So there you go. Hope that helps. It's on Nintendo Switch. I mean, I'm down for the tea. (laughs) You have to pick the right tea for the right person and then give them prompts that they like to hear. And if they don't like to hear it, then your relationship points with them don't go up. So you don't get added bonuses on the battlefield. <laughs> Sorry, I was just imagining this in real life. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, like, that's just like real life. Like, I tell people what they want to hear. Exactly. They think our relationship's better. <laughs> and then they got to the <laughs> battlefield part. And I was like, oh. If you don't make huh. them happy, like, then you don't have a good relationship. You got to structure everything around their wants and needs. Their feelings. Oh, man. (laughs) As a white male in tech, I don't understand this concept at all. (laughs) We know. We know. (laughs) And with that, give us your next pick, Alex. All right. So my next pick is Allison, my wife, and I. A show that my wife and I have been watching. It is called Ghosts. It is a BBC comedy series. A husband and wife suddenly inherit a large estate that is falling apart. They get in there starting to fix things up and the wife has a near-death experience and can suddenly see the ghosts that live there. And it is hilarious. Just the antics of like eight people that nobody else can see all yelling at somebody and her trying to navigate various things with that. And it's three seasons long and it's really good and I'm hoping that they're coming out with another season, but there is an American version. Don't watch that one because it's it's probably not good. You want to watch the British I version. A couple Wait, probably you didn't even watch it, and it it wasn't bad. Is it? I is it okay? kind of just okay. forgot about it. Mm, yeah, <laughs> you know, I yeah, I also watched a bit of the American one because my sister showed me. Yeah, I didn't know I had a sister. Sister reveal <laughs> at ten episodes. Oh yeah. <laughs> No, my sister showed me this show and she, she really enjoys it. I mean, honestly, I was like, this is a funny, good show, even if it's American. So, so you're wrong, um, Alex. I, I would be interested in. Yeah, yeah, Alex, you're wrong. I'd be interested. I'd be interested in trying out both, though. Compare them back to back. It's a little, a little office kind of deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 exactly. It's it's very much in the. I guess the American version could go its own way and become its own thing, but the British version is. Very yeah, because the history of the ghosts obviously has to be somewhat different. Different countries (laughs) and uh, different age of countries. Yeah, very true. Well, you know, and the caveman, it just doesn't, I don't know that it would work quite as well based in America. So, (laughs) Um, Ari, what you got next for us? My next pick is Severance, which is on Apple TV Plus. 
It is honestly one of the best shows I have ever watched. Every moment mm. is so intentional, even if it doesn't seem like it in the moment. Later, you're like, oh, that's what that was. It's also beautifully shot and may or may not have like a massive crush on Adam Scott. So <laughs> I'm not biased or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's only one season out and... If you really hate cliffhangers, you're going to want to wait a couple years. <laughs> yes. No one warned me. I was so mad when I got to the yeah, end. No, that's that's why I'm warning other people is because, yeah, I realized yeah. how upset you were. And yeah, it's not, yeah. obviously it's not ideal, but the journey there is still worth it. So yeah, I think if I had enjoyed the journey more then I would have been more like, oh, I can't wait for the next season. But it was because like, I only got excited towards the end that I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm finally starting to get into it. And now, anyway, when you mentioned Adam Scott, I thought of the, could a depressed person make this meme again? <laughs> and it's so good. I love that. You know, when you wrote down Severance, I, I hadn't realized it was a TV show. I thought it was going to be like a get your bag sort of situation. <laughs> Um, and I was like, all right, I picked that. Like, don't sign nothing. There was also a uh, a town called Severance, a couple towns over from where I used to live. And that was all I could think of, like, when I first started seeing ads for it. <laughs> I was like, oh, they, they made a TV show about that tiny town out there that no one cares about. <laughs> the other day I got recommended an article that was titled something like Severance and Severance. And I was like, what? And then I looked at the top paragraph and it was just about Severance. And I was like, why would you do this to me? <laughs> it apparently made like a tie-in book as well, but I haven't read it yet. I mean, I like everything linking together. Oh, I guess I should maybe mention the basic premise of Severance. Is that... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of a sci-fi thriller in which they have figured out a way to completely separate people's work lives from their personal lives so that... Each part of their personality has no idea what happens to their counterpart. And the. That's so interesting. It is, yeah. Especially because interesting things happen in the elevator, which is where the, the transition happens. Because, you know, work person, like they literally just appear in the elevator every day, not knowing what the heck is going on. And vice versa. So, but like, wouldn't it? Okay, maybe I'm getting too into it, but wouldn't it kind of like suck if like your whole being was just work? Like, if you were that exactly. one part of yourself, like, wouldn't that suck? Yeah. Oh shit! There you got it. Oh, I am. I almost said a cuss. Word. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna watch That's this really show. Good. Yeah, when they introduced the idea, like you, I was like, who would choose this? But also, your home person never goes to work. Yeah, so, yeah, but you're only you're only there when you're not at work, right? Like the the late when it's dark out. I think it's yeah. nice that you don't have to worry about work at home if you're having work issues. But yeah, I don't know. I got. But it's I just got like two. you know, when you have surgery, you it's like no time passed. You have no recollection of it. Yeah, that's true. Solid. Well, that's definitely going to be on my list. And I think next up for me. I'm not going to reuse a pick I've used before. Fine. So my next pick is Slay the Spire. I regret to inform you you've picked it before. It was like one of your first picks on Are the you serious? Show. <laughs> why, didn't you, why didn't you tell me? I didn't me? realize what oh it was until Lord. as you were reading it out. Oh my, oh my goodness gracious Yeah, because I kind of remember mentioning that my coworker is like world ranked in that game. 
This is feeling familiar. Oh, we are in trouble. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, so my next pick is Slay the Spire. <laughs> if you haven't played this game, it's a roguelike deck building game. You can play it on PC. You can, pl- you can play it on a Steam Deck, I imagine. You can play it on your phone. You can Alex play- is nodding. You can play it on like anything. So like if you like card games, you like deck building, you like solo games, you want to have a good challenge, it is the game for you a thousand percent. If you haven't heard of it, you're going to love it. If you have heard of it, I bet you're nodding your head like, yes, this good dude gets it. So like those are the only outcomes. <laughs> I was going to say, wait, what if it's neither of them? <laughs> I still like, don't no, understand what a game. deck building game I is. I hate Oscar now. <laughs> I may I may actually have to play this one now because it's not one that I have. So yeah, no. So a deck building game is just like there's like different cards that do different things, and at potential points are at uh, various points in the game, you get offered some number of cards, and you get to choose a card to add to your deck, and you make your deck build better over time. So it's kind of fun. You have to be like a little strategic. You got to be a little knowledgeable, like figure out how your stuff's going to interact together, which is pretty cool. So like if you've ever, I don't know if you're a nerd, but <gasps> yeah, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> But so like, yeah, if you've ever played like Dominion or games like that, those are also like death building games. The Shook Head <laughs> at Dominion. Did I have even heard of it? I'm not sure. I have not. That is the one that I haven't played is Dominion. So. That's interesting. Because I, I, ah, interesting. Okay. Oscar's like next game night. It's going to be mandatory attendance. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> apparently. It's impo- like, you got to play it at least once. You can be yeah. like, ah, I hate it. But like, you got to play it at least once. But yeah, no, so it's super duper fun game. Um, like the music is incredible. In fact, it's just the story of me being very sad, emailing with a dude who transcribed all of the music from Slay the Spire for piano. And we had emails back and forth of me being like, hey, can I have that from you, please? And he was like, oh, nah. Ah! (laughs) Yeah. Ouch. It was fine. He was just being super respectful of the uh, creator. He's like with licensing and whatnot. Like he didn't want to be like, oh, yeah, like. Sure, I'm just handing out your music. Oh, that's nice. Which I could transcribe it myself, but that's like effort. Yeah, I thought maybe you didn't want to bring it up because then, you know, obviously you'd have to play it on the show because that's the rule. No, it's just a boring story. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I didn't tell it, but now the world knows, which is all good. So next up, Tessa, what you got for us? So I would like to recommend this obscure indie show called Better Call Saul. It's on, yeah. Love it. It's on AMC. It is spinoff slash prequel to Breaking Bad, which I personally did not like, but also I didn't watch it completely from beginning to end. And Better Call Saul, I find really interesting because I feel like Breaking Bad, it came out like during that era of shows where you're supposed to like hate everybody in the show. Like, I don't know if Breaking Bad specifically you were meant to hate everybody, but I feel like there were a lot of shows like that and that made them like deep somehow. But for me, it just made them hard to watch like sometimes they were interesting but it was hard to feel invested i like to see characters like grow or like see their what motivates them and stuff but not just always to hurt other people so with better call Saul, it's like you have this guy who became a lawyer he worked his way up from the mailroom and you know he wants to do the right thing but he also wants to do the wrong thing and so he's constantly trying to balance those two impulses and there's a bunch of other people and everybody feels very human. It's beautifully shot. The sound design. I mean, AMC sound design typically is pretty good, but like the sound design is excellent. Yeah, I'm on the second to last season. I'm not enjoying this one as much yet, but it's... Uh, got him. Yeah, got him. <laughs> it's a really it's great show. slow burn. <laughs> yeah, it's a slow burn, but not in the sense of like 
like you have to build up to something for the show to like get going. It's kind of like it's just like a slow pace, but like in a way that yeah, like you said, the characters feel very human. So yeah, if you're looking for action, not 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 the show for you, but if you care about characters, I love it. Yeah, also if you like writing, I feel like it's a really good example of uh balancing A plot and B plot and it also has the best written argument that I can that I could think of off the top of my head and also when I was watching the scene it's like when he fights with his brother I don't think people would really talk like that in an argument in real life but it felt real and like all the things that they reach for felt real it was really good so yeah that's cool that's a show that I sort of always meant to watch and then just kind of didn't (laughs) but I will take it on when I'm looking for a slow burn that's for sure it's also it's good for binging just because it does build up slowly (laughs) See, I was going to joke that you should binge it, but I feel like that would be pretty hard to binge. I mean, it's a it's a watch three to four episodes at a time type show. But after that, yeah, you're going to gotcha. need a break. Okay. Oscar is looking for bingeable shows. So if you think of any, let him know at, at Gloomy Loomy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Actually, yes, please do. <laughs> and we've come full circle. So Alex, what you got for us? Well, speaking of bingeable shows... <laughs> That was you. Uh, um, So I have previously recommended Taskmaster. However, there is a new series of Taskmaster out, series 13. And it is quite excellent. So I highly recommend watching it. They've also released series nine onto YouTube now. So any of you who are not being suspicious as to how you have access to the most recent episodes that aren't released in America yet want to catch up on things you can go watch it on youtube for free it's an excellent excellent tv show it is a game show there's a taskmaster he gives out tasks to comedians comedians have to complete the tasks and hilarity ensues that's dope it's super fun it's so it's just so great because you're you sit there and you're like why are you doing it that way why don't you do it this way right it's great it's super great yeah that sounds super solid i also want to put in like a little caveat here that like there are a bunch of these that we've picked before but i don't think that all of these episodes are out yet so like if you're listening to this and then later for example you hear a steam deck pick and doesn't acknowledge this episode at all that's why (laughs) (laughs) that's why solid all right all right what do you got for us after intentionally not playing this for several months because we were looking for a house and then moving and I knew that I was going to need to actually do things like, I don't know, pack up all of my belongings. I finally, since we got settled in the house, started playing Horizon Forbidden West. It is everything I hoped and dreamed of and more. And I said, and more in that way because... There's too much. There are too much. Like, there's just too many mechanics to the combat. Like, too many options. And yeah, it's overwhelming. But so I just kind of stick to playing more like the original, and it's working out pretty well so far. So, yeah. The way you recommended that reminded me of how I felt about The Last of Us 2, where they were like, you know how you had a lot of enemies in the first game and it was well balanced? What if we just made it overwhelming? All of the time. Yeah, I guess it. Yeah, it's it is a little bit like that. But I don't know. I'm I'm so invested in the story at this point that like it doesn't even matter how terrible the mechanics would be. I would still play it. But I mean, there's they're not terrible. Like there are some things that they've added that are good. But then there's other things that are. It's just like why? Why did you make this needlessly complicated? 
Mm. Mm, sounds like my PRs. <laughs> I've been putting off playing it for several months as well, and like the the real reason is because I haven't unpacked my PlayStation Five or the game, and I also need to mail a copy to somebody else, and they haven't done that. But the fake reason is people are telling me that I need to play the first game first, and I want to hear your take on that. I think it's better if you played the first one. I'm trying to, think. yeah. Some things aren't going to totally make sense initially if you didn't. They'd kind of try to recap a little bit, but it was a complex storyline. <laughs> Alex is nodding. Did you play Forbidden West? I've not played Forbidden West. I've played the first one and I'm like, how do you recap that entire game in like the intro part? That wouldn't no. No. It's very it's a very deep and complex world. Even mm. I who played it am like I know that this was something, but I don't fully remember all the details. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's super good. Who's next? Oh, oh, it me. All right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> My next pick is the beautiful, wonderful game of chess. If you are just looking for something that's going to feel a little bit different than your day-to-day. Oh, I am played this video game. I'm tired of it. Oh, I've doom-scrolled enough. I'm tired of it. Just chess is lovely. It takes you completely out of that. We got great free-to-play sites. Uh, you can play on chess.com. It's where I play. DM me on Twitter if you want to get messed up. Um, you can play... Not Not Agloomy Lumi. You know, you can play on Lee Chess for those of you who like open source software. So it's funny. It's like, Oscar, why don't you play on Lee Chess? Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's, it's all uh, pretty good. But no, it's a load of fun. You can always find a game versus someone at your exact skill level. It's just fun to get better, especially if you like doing stuff like me. Like even like for me, I love doing chess puzzles. Um, so like in the morning. Wait, you know, chess puzzles? Sorry, chess puzzles. Um, I I, I guess my mouth didn't form a word. It's all good. Puddle is a word. <laughs> Not a good one. Not in this context. I don't want to step on a chess puddle. Like, that doesn't sound nice at all. No, chess puzzles. Uh, so, like, in the morning, I love just wake up, start. Your, like, I don't need coffee. I just need a couple puzzles. Uh, you know, just crank those bad boys out and we get on with our day. And so it's pretty fun. And also uh, great, like, you know, if you want to just play a game in the background with, you know, some folks between meetings, you just pop over to the tab make a move, smile at how smart you are, and then just, you know, continue on. I love how you were like, I can't wait for listeners to object to me. Why not leap chess? And then you just did it yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> okay, I have yeah. one question. Yeah, what's up? Since the theme up till now has been bingeable stuff, mm-hmm. what were your thoughts on The Queen's Gambit? Oh, dope. It was a fantastic show. No, it was really, really good. I love that show. And it was great also just in the chess community um, because chess was already sort of booming in the pandemic because everyone was at home looking for stuff to do. So lots of more people were playing chess and the show came out and then even more people started playing, which is great just to have people, you know, in the, the community. So like now, like there's like chess jokes that you can make that previously no one would understand that now <laughs> random people would understand, uh, which is pretty cool. So like if you've never been on the Anarchy Chess subreddit, you should definitely go there because it is like literally the funniest thing in the world okay follow-up question what do you think of the queen's gambit the game what's the what's the <laughs> there's game? a board game called the queen's gambit the game is it chess your guess is as good as mine <laughs> wait I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna look that up in the background because if it's not just chess i'm a little I mean, worried if it is just chess i'm also a little worried <laughs> <laughs> no if it's just chess that's hilarious right but like if it's not chess that's Wait, a meta. That is Imagine so meta. Chess, but it's like a sticky 
chessboard that was magnetic and you have to like tape it on your ceiling. Ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. But yeah, that that was my next pick. Tessa, you're up next. All right. My next pick is The Good Doctor on ABC. I've been watching it. Huh? I don't want want a bad doctor, so I'm already (laughs) on board. I've been watching it since it came out, but I've never talked about it on the show. It's it's a show that revolves around an autistic doctor, although the actor who plays him, Freddie Highmore, I believe is not autistic. So I guess that's something to be aware of. So it's like about him being a doctor and the workplace kind of learning to like be more inclusive to people that have different needs. And also they have, I think for television, especially network television, like a relatively diverse cast, like it's always been... I want the main characters have always been like, I want to say 50% or higher people of color, which is pretty cool and strong East Asian representation. And it was based on a Korean show, which I haven't seen. And, you know, sometimes the episodes are, are better and sometimes they're worse, but I enjoy it because they tackle a variety of subjects. I feel like I don't usually see talked about on television or if they are, they're like very one-sided kind of discussions. And I think that the, the whole show kind of pushes viewers to be like more compassionate and more empathetic. And it's just a bunch of people trying to do their best. And yeah, it's a fun show. And then just already talking about trying to recap Horizon Forbidden West reminded me that Alice Goldfuss has been recommending this horror novella or horror themed novella. I don't know. I feel like if I'm not scared, it's not horror. So it's called Help Me. And it's very short. It's been a long time since I sight read a book and read it all in one sitting. So that was a satisfying accomplishment. I don't know how I would describe the book or my feelings about the book. I guess I thought it was interesting. And the writing style is cool because it's kind of like the style is kind of like a book that was written like 200 years ago, except it's like not dry. It's a lot more readable. And there are some images that are pretty, I was going to say visual, but that's silly. They'll stick with you. So I guess those are my comments. I just want to roll back real quick. Yeah. To you said, if I'm not scared by it, it's not horror. Uh, could you <laughs> could you expand on that a little bit, please? Oh yeah, I I don't watch horror movies. I get scared easily. I have a lot of. Oh okay, yeah. okay, okay. I thought you loved horror movies, and you're like, oh, but if I'm not scared, no, I don't watch horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> so, do, uh, do you consider something like Get Out a horror movie? Well, I guess it depends on like what in what sense, right? Because it's like I feel like in terms of genre, I was terrified. (laughs) But yes, (laughs) yeah. In terms of genre, I feel like it's a thriller. But in terms of like the like meta commentary and what it's observing, like that is horrific. But I feel like that's a little bit different to like what I think about when I think of the horror genre, which is like I don't know ghosts or something that you can do about it, and it's like beyond any human's control, like something supernatural. There's a difference between suspense and horror and a thriller, right? Like they're all individual genres. So, But sometimes the lines do blur. I don't know how I feel about horror movies, to be honest, because I feel like sometimes I'm like, all right. Other times I'm like, why are we doing this? Like, we don't got to like, we don't got to scare ourselves. Like, that's unnecessary. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's how I feel about roller coasters. <laughs> We weren't meant to go up high and fast. Why do we got to do it? When I was a kid, I freaking loved roller coasters. Like, I absolutely adored them because I was like, oh, yo, like, this is this is dope. Number one. Uh, Number two, what's the worst that could happen? Nothing. You're strapped into your seat. You're good. And then 
I read an article and my I was a child. I read an article about a dude who had a heart attack on a roller coaster and died. And I was like, oh, no. And then I haven't liked roller coasters since then. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what if I what if I have a heart attack and die? I also terrible. grew up near be very an sad. amusement park where one of the roller coasters got stuck in the corkscrew. No, not oh, everyone no. upside down. Oh, oh no. <laughs> it's like they're covering it like live on the news. You just see all these poor people with their little legs dangling. I thought it was supposed to be like like physics or something. It just goes. Like, how does it get stuck? I mean, I, I heard of this, but I'm just like, I don't get it. So what happened was, so it was one of those that isn't like a, a full loop. It was one of the ones that like went and then would go back. So at the beginning part, it like pulled up a ramp and then it would release. Unfortunately, when it released, it didn't fully release. So no. it, it was dragging a component along with it, which meant it did not have the necessary velocity to get through the corkscrew. They should have used view. <laughs> should have used view. <laughs> would have done that clean, like unloading of the component, unmounting. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Just taking care of for you. Would have had documentation. Um, all right, I think we, we got one last round of picks here. So We'll have more in the show notes. But. Yeah, but, you know, for, for the show's sake, I mean, one last round of picks, a little bit of goofing around, and then we'll be out of here. We're getting a little sentimental. Alex, what do you got for us? Well, because to, to go with the theme of bingeable shows, I'm going to continue that trend with my final show pick, which is Game Changer. I think I've picked this one before. I probably have. I'm probably about to get told by Tessa that I've picked this one. I don't know. You pick a lot of game stuff. I do pick a lot of game stuff. So Game Changer is a game show that is on Dropout TV. It is, uh, which was formerly College Humor. And the contestants go into it and they don't know what the rules are. Oh. So they have to figure out what the rules are and then also win the game at the same time. And it's quite funny because it's a large group of performers who all work with each other regularly. So they're able to do a lot of stunts that are pretty good with that game. So, yeah, that is my final pick. It is quite funny. I mean, that definitely sounds like the sort of sort of show for me. I'm not going to lie. Would you say that is changing the game? It sure freaking is. It sure freaking is. <laughs> You're right, Ari. Ari. You don't have anything I, I can. Down? Yeah. I can, I can pull one out of thin air here. <laughs> okay, so I just want all of our listeners to know that Ari is pulling one out of thin air right now for you all and consider yourselves lucky <laughs> to hear it. That's I a am. really large... Wow, that's that's like a very large container that you have there, what, and you're rolling it like a bingo yeah, thing? Okay, this is cool. This is great. Is she a, ma- a magic person pulling something out of thin air? <laughs> what? <laughs> Anyway, the show is called The Girl from Plainville. It is a dramatization of the events surrounding a girl who texted her boyfriend and told him to kill himself repeatedly. And he did. So it's about the trial that surrounded that, but also kind of a depiction of the events surrounding his death. Honestly, it was a surprisingly balanced look at it. I mean, by no means did you come out of it thinking, no, this girl was not culpable for his death. But I thought it was interesting that it went into her psychology as well as his psychology around that and that being human is hard no matter what. 
So yeah, very bingeable. But yeah, I probably should have not closed on a super depressing one, but <laughs> oh well. <laughs> That's okay. Oscar promised that we're going to have some goofing around at the end to bring it back up. <laughs> well, I have a couple of goofballs. Just roll around. Where is this going? (laughs) (laughs) Up next is myself. This one is, I'm not going to call it weird because none of my picks are weird, but mine is practicing flashy moves for when you play games, particularly tabletop games, board games, anything like that. So, for example, it's pretty weird. uh, Nope. Let's hear me out. I love that this is the one you chose out of your last. (laughs) praying that this would be the final. So, yes. um, So, for example, if you play a trading card game, such as like Magic the Gathering, you don't actually have to be that good at the game to win. Yeah, And a lot of people would argue you do have to be good, but I disagree because I've made it very far being kind of trash. And the reason why is because I'm very good at snapping my cards down onto the table when I play them. There's a very satisfying snap of my card hitting the table that just instills terror amongst, you know, my opponents. I believe I read in the official rule book that when you are playing a game changing card, you must say, it's time to did it did it duel. Okay, that's a different game. We're all the same. We're definitely gonna need a soundbite of that. Oh, I'm going to play that one all the time. Yeah, no. uh, So, you know, being able to do things like that. uh, Another thing is there's sort of like a weird shuffle that you can do with the cards. I wish I had some to to demonstrate over audio. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but there's like a very quick shuffle you can do of all the cards in your hand, which when people see you do that, they assume that you've been playing a long time and, you know, they get very scared by it. And so it's great. I've gone to, to tournaments and I've done that and people were afraid and it was it was a good time so what you're saying is is that it's really more about it's less about your ability to play and more about how high your intimidation skill is and whether or not you roll well on your intimidation checks a a thousand percent that's exactly what it is and so anyway my pick is practice these meaningless skills so (laughs) if you're playing chess put your piece down forcefully in a way that does not, you know, damage the piece or the board, but does get the point across, right? If especially when you're playing just like regular cards, like what what are regular cards called? Cards, like playing cards, card, playing cards, playing cards. Yeah, if you're playing a, a game with playing cards, being able to snap your cards down. Like if I play spades, for example, like I can, I have a pretty mean snap of my card on the board, right? So practice these skills. Anyway, I have a deck of cards with me from when Alex and I had to learn work. So there you go. Here's your shuffling sound. Hope that helps. ASMR view. (laughs) So, Tessa, I think you are last. Yeah, I think rather than talking in depth about anyone, I'm just going to quickly contextualize them because I think some of them will not make sense. Well, I mean, the first one, it's a movie called Nekojiruso or like Cat Soup. That one is not going to make sense. So I'm not going to bother. It's 30 minutes. You can watch it. The next one is a book. I've mentioned it before, or maybe I will mention it in the future. My friend Vikas recommended it's called Stolen Focus, and it is about how human focus has declined over the course of the human race existing. The next one, I've been watching a lot of Japanese YouTube, and there's this couple that runs a show called Natsume Sanchi, or like the Natsumes, Gan and Saya Natsume, and basically they like do these art challenges, like we're going to draw until our pencil runs out of lead. 
like we're gonna draw a hundred drawings in one sitting and it's really fun and they seem like really good friends so it's just a joy to watch and the last one because i feel like it might start some spiciness is, i'm ready yeah I recently drank some ginger seltzer. Actually, it's tell Oscar. Let's go. Let's <laughs> I had to go. tell Oscar right away. Like, I don't know how to feel about it. It's like ginger beer or like Alex is showing off his seltzer, but it's boring plain seltzer. But at least it's Polar Brand, which is new. It's not Waterloo. Waterloo's, Waterloo's good. I haven't tried I Waterloo, sure Waterloo, but it's... I do. Oh, I thought that was your go-to. No, I, I am very firmly in the Kirkland brand. That's right. Fake LaCroix. That's where I I'm thought at. Kirkland's brand was called Waterloo. So there was my mistake. No. Yeah, it's called Kirkland. Yeah, it tastes like gin- ginger ale without the <laughs> sugar. It's just very weird. So so what did you find weird about it, to be exact? Just that there was no sugar? Yeah, like it's such a familiar taste, and then 90% of it is missing. It's like, imagine if LaCroix had a fruit flavor, but then, you know, there was no fruit. Okay, so, so let's back up, let's back up. Why do we drink bubbly water one word pain nope actually that's a great one <laughs> but no uh, the word i would use is effervescence all right and it's to enjoy the effervescence just sounds like a whole bunch of letters to say bubbly <laughs> exactly all right it's bubbly all right Except please do not drink bubbly seltzer. It is like the worst of all of the brands of seltzer. It has such a strong scent. Okay, great. Yeah, no, but I feel like bubbly always has weak bubbles. And it, and it makes me it makes me really sad because uh, it's got this like cute smile. It's like, oh, yeah, here we go. We're going to have some seltzer. And then it's just a disappointment <laughs> in a can. Like, <laughs> like every other seltzer? <laughs> okay, no, 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 no. All right, let's back it up. All right. No, ginger seltzer is amazing, but I think what to look out for, especially if you have access to polar seltzer in your area, they've been putting in the work to make it across America, but I live in Massachusetts where it's produced, so I don't know exactly how far it has made it. But if you do have access to polar seltzer, they did just have a seasonal flavor. It was ginger lime mule. It was absolutely delicious. Alex is shaking his head really hard. I've never seen his face squinch up like that. I don't even have words to describe it. It was absolutely incredible. The flavor engineers at Polar Seltzer know what they're doing and they create banger after banger every single season. I don't know. I once had like a a legit ginger beer mule and it burned my throat in a delicious way. Okay. Okay. And so like, if it's not coming at me with that kind of power, I don't want no part of it. (laughs) And so that's what I'm saying. So that's a beautiful thing about polar seltzer. It burns. um, And and Alex can probably tell you, no, it burns. But the thing is, if you crack that can and then immediately take it in, it's the most satisfying burn that you're going to feel all day. I don't know. If you've never chugged a Diet Mountain Dew in 30 seconds, don't talk to me. Is this something you used to do on your stream? After not sleeping and you're 12 years old because I was a highly well-adjusted child. Yeah, sounds like it. (laughs) Yeah. Some things never change. Then you may enjoy this ginger ale that I personally really dislike. It's called Bruce Cost. I find the label, texture, and design so offensive. And it's like... It's like slices of ginger in in a bottle, and it's like very spicy. It's just liquid fire. Yeah, no, that sounds good to me. Oscar, I don't think our listeners have heard about how you how you like drinking ginger ale. I think that was like a Twitter Spaces exclusive, which may 
someday in the future become a Kofi exclusive. Okay, so there's obviously the bottle versus can debate, right? So actually, ah, I'm gonna preface this with I love my mother. I really do. <laughs> I really do. Oh no. <laughs> no, 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 this is, no, this is great. When I go home to visit my family, my mother tries to get me the hookup, right? Because she knows I love seltzer, right? And so one time she bought, they had two liter bottles of Polar and she bought me a two liter bottle of Polar. And then it goes flat. And it's like, son, that's the problem. (laughs) All right? No. (laughs) Spoiler alert. No, but it's terrible. (laughs) No, but it's terrible because it's like, you know, you you have a loved one who has gone out of their way. They found this thing. They thought you'd be so excited by it. They purchase it for you. And then you hate to break it to them, but you gotta be like, mom, you've now given me a challenge. I, like I have to consume this two liter bottle of seltzer. I was gonna ask. So did you chug all two liters? Because that's your only option. In about twenty minutes. Oh all right. Like, so, like, we can, like we gotta go. All right. But yeah. So anyway, there's like the whole can't. So in my opinion, the best experience of seltzer is out of a regular. What was the regular size? Of all the can? Ounces? Eight ounces. Twelve. Uh, 12, 12, 12, you said? 355 mils. There we go. 355 mils. All right. <laughs> like we, <laughs> none of that imperial nonsense <laughs> on Enjoy the View. So I think all seltzers are best enjoyed out of a 355 milliliter can. It's something about the can. It just seals the pressure in very well. The moment you pop that tab and can take in that seltzer. In fact, I think people will disagree with me on this point, but I think your first chug of seltzer should be approximately half the can. You may take sips after that, but the initial chug should be about half the can to be enjoyed immediately. Now, there's the little baby cans. In fact, Polar has, they call them like the little seltzer juniors, which, by the way, are some of the most banging flavors that they make. So the four that they produce right now, I believe, are Unicorn Kisses, Yeti Whispers. Alex is shaking again. Or sorry, Yeti Mischief. Unicorn Kisses, Yeti Mischief, Dragon Whispers. And I forget the other one. Uh, Mermaid Songs, I think is the other one. So of those, actually, Yeti Mischief is actually the most banging seltzer flavor of all time. I have no idea what it is, but it's incredible. And I'm sort of getting uh, you know away from my point. It's Yeti Mischief. I hope that helps. I was very disappointed in the Unicorn Kisses one. I mean, not... to be fair, I don't think they had a literal unicorn consult on it. So maybe if you had helped them out, like <laughs> that's kind of on yeah. you. No, I think it would be bad if they had a literal unicorn because it's sort of like babies, right? Like baby kisses. You think they're kind of cute, but like someone's like, oh, I'm actually going to give you baby kisses. Like that sounds terrible. I don't want that. That's gross. (laughs) Right. But yeah, anyway, so the problem with those small cans are that initial half can gulp I was talking about. That's done in your initial gulp if you get the tiny cans. So I don't recommend those because the experience ends too soon, in my opinion. Okay, but how do we feel about tall boys? Are there seltzer tall boys? There are. Actually, Polar, again, was doing tall boys last summer. I don't know if they plan on bringing them back this summer. I really enjoy them. The thing is, they're tall boys. They're not the regular size of a tall boy. They're a bit slimmer. Mm-hmm. So they're more consumable before it gets flat, which I think was a very nice touch. So I really appreciated that. I have full disclosure. I purchased one liter bottles of Polar because of the amount that I consume because, I don't know, I'm a seltzer degenerate. <laughs> we need seltzer degenerate stickers. Kofi exclusive. No, Because I think I would, it's sort of like I would be a 12 pack drinker a day. 
right? And like, I can't be a pack a day. You know what I mean? Like, that's a little ridiculous. Recycling alone would be out of out of hand. I know. I'd have to actually get one of those can. Oh, I should get a can crusher. Oh, that'd be so cool. (laughs) I think we unlocked something in Oscar today. I think so. Ari, do you own a can crusher? That seems like the sort of thing you would own. Ari can. (laughs) Okay. No. (laughs) I don't know. I just imagine you. Ari can crusher Clark. Like, seriously. No, I just like imagine like, I don't know why I feel like Ari would have one. I think it's the like the the powerful energy. I like, am the can crusher. Like, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> anyway, I think I did enough goofing. I wasn't even goofing, by the way. I was being a hundred percent serious with everything yeah. I was discussing. This episode is not sponsored by Polar Seltzer, but if you want to sponsor us, yo, I'll reach out. I've I've been there. I met the COO of Polar. Wow. It was great. Nice. Yeah, I take it seriously. Get the hook up. I mean, we will get sponsored in seltzer. <laughs> Sounds like it works out well for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, I will give the other cast members a moment of goofing each before we close out. Oh, the bar is today. high. I don't even have a wife to text for help with coming up with a goof. <laughs> and on that note, Alex, <laughs> what is the goof you want to leave our listeners with? Why do I have You're to You're the literal first? unicorn. Because you have, you literally have a wife that you can text. Yeah, no, but she's not here right. She's at work right now. She's That's why you're texting her. Like, I, what, did, what did we not understand about the challenge? Hold on, hold on. It's like, hey, that meeting with your CEO, not important right now. All right. What I'm learning like, is Alex would not survive very long on a game show. No, I would not survive very long on a game show. Alex would definitely do the like phone a friend, but they're not oh, in yeah. the audience, and that would be the one. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, Tessa, why don't we get your goof? All right, while we're waiting on on Alex's wife. Yeah, I can talk about one. So you know those like gashapon machines, like you. I feel like they're not that fun in the U.S., but like you put a coin in, you turn it, and a little plastic egg comes out, and there's a prize. And in the U.S., what I've seen is it's usually like a sticky hand that's attached to a long sticky string who wants that who is asking for that and even if you like it you could use it for like two seconds and then it's done it's great it's like your spider-man i'm gonna send you like it feels like a thousand sticky hands it feels like Like you're gonna get a bulk order of sticky hands at your doorstep tomorrow oh no did you know you can buy these machines for your house and more specifically Uh. yeah do they come full of the things already? They come full of eggs, but they're not full of things. And I think it's no. Bandai makes a half size one. And I found this out because I got these little pods and I was like, the box that they're in is really annoying. I just want one at a time. What can give me one at a time? An egg toy machine. So yeah, I guess that's my goofing. And I also have started playing with this egg that people with arthritis use to grip utensils better because I'm like, well... If I'm holding this, I can't control a pencil as easily. So I have to draw more loosely. And so, yeah, I don't like it because it's sticky, but it's fun to try new tools. Have I don't think that's very goofy, but I think it looks... I'm going to throw it at you. <laughs> 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 so it's all about eggs here. I think that's kind of cool. I would love one of those machines. Have any of you ever played Crossy Road? It's yes. A mobile game. It's so cute and so not fun. <laughs> 
It's so cute. <laughs> is it one of those games where it's better to watch somebody else play it? No, it's like Flappy Bird combined with Frogger. Oh, okay. I was going to say it's mostly just Frogger. <laughs> like, I don't even... But there's a machine. So like sometimes when you finish a level, there's a machine and you get a new character. Yeah. It's pretty fun. That was all I had to add on to that. Ari, we need your... Prime goof. goofiness. <laughs> Prime goof. USDA certified prime goof. So that's quite the setup because there's a rapper from Wyoming. Let's go. And he does a song, New Boot Goofin'. And (laughs) it is everything you could possibly hope for in a rapper from Wyoming. Link in the description, folks. (laughs) (laughs) It's a train wreck and you cannot look away. (laughs) I'm so I'm so here for it. Alex did the did the wife get back to you? <laughs> I mean, she got back. To, I, I said I, I asked what should my what should I pick for the podcast to see if she had any better ideas, and she literally said everything that I've already. You said. should have asked her to so, help you be goofy. I need to yeah, be goofy. What do goof. I do? Like text. I'm a goofy goober. <laughs> we yeah, to- we're all goofy goobers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I am a goofy. I want to insert the like what Jeopardy else? waiting or- music here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Period. What else? <laughs> uh, we're all goofy goobers. We're. Uh, oh, no. The listeners are getting we're an exclusive behind the scenes look into the fact that we actually write goobers. all of Alex's jokes for him ahead of time. Yes. <laughs> yep. So I am a goofy goober. Yeah, we're all goofy goobers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Period. The word period a or period. just a period? Just a, just yeah. a regular, just a regular okay. period. Okay. okay. So, sentence ender. And send. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think she's going to get back to you uh, before the podcast is over. Be, it's um, a race between her which... and time. <laughs> <laughs> because that podcast ending is happening now that's all for this week's episode folks if you aren't following us on twitter head on over and find us at enjoy the view cast be sure to subscribe to the show and if you have time leave us a review uh, remember to tell at least one friend what you enjoyed about today's episode and if you'd like to sponsor the show please let us know at enjoytheview.io forward slash sponsor we'd love your support for listening folks and until next time enjoy the view we we should have like Ari saying, enjoy the view forward slash sponsor. And then like we were just replace Oscar's audio with Wait, Ari's Is that audio. like, I yeah. love you, Philip J. Fry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Enjoy the view dot IO forward slash sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> is that also becoming a soundbite? <laughs> I feel like you look so puh is definitely got to be one. You look pa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. This show sounds yeah. She's the worst. Like she, she responded with two questions. Not very marks. goofy ever. Not very goofy mm. ever. Not very mm. goofy. Well, I guess that's it. That's it, folks. Hiatus. Woohoo! We're going on a break. <laughs> <laughs>